This is a Monday morning and we continue our daily Bible reading coming off of Sunday. Uh, yesterday when we were in the Lord's house together as community, as the church, we were there to be fed by God's word and by the Lord's supper. We were reminded that Jesus taught us in parables and in the parables he told us what it's like when uh, God is establishing his rule in the hearts of people. Um, and uh, how when we sow that seed, when he sows that seed, when we sow it too, it's going to fall on various soils. Your soil right now is that of a good soil and it's growing because you're in that word and, and God causes that to grow and thank God for that and keep that soil uh, fertile that um, Satan's trying to steal that word away from you. Um, he's trying to uh, load up our lives with the cares of our lives and, and not remember the word of God where Jesus said to us, you know, don't worry about tomorrow, uh, cast your cares upon me. And uh, there's persecution that's out there for you. Uh, we live in a more and more hostile world to the Christian faith. Uh, but like brothers who've gone before us, we remain strong in that faith. And that's the beauty of the scriptures too, is they tell us of others who've gone before us, who've gone through uh, trials like to ours, um, and many of them much worse than ours. And so it encourages us to keep on the path. Um, are those people that came before us perfect? Well, they are now because they're in heaven, uh, but not while they're on earth. And we read more and more about that imperfection today too. In Genesis chapter 26, uh, we have the expression that says the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree. Uh, monkey see, monkey do. That's the challenge of parenting is that our children will follow us. Uh, we pray and we thank God that they follow us in the good that we do. And we pray God's help for the ways that they follow us in the bad that we do. And uh, and don't, and we're going to do both of those. And praise be to God that, that he doesn't change. He stays the same. He always does what's good. So Isaac, like his father, is going to come into a new land he's going to fear uh, because Abraham and Isaac both uh, married pretty girls. And they're going to fear that th this foreign nation is going to take their wife away from them, kill them and take their wife. Um, so they tell them both, uh, tell people that you're my sister. You would think that Isaac would have learned from his father that Abraham would have warned him. Abraham did this twice. Uh, both times God intervenes. Fortunately, we have a God who intervenes in our lives. Uh, and makes up for the stupid mistakes that we make sometimes too. Um, and he's gracious to us because the line of the Messiah, God's going to make sure that the line of the Messiah is kept pure and that Jesus is going to come uh, despite us sometimes and working around us. Uh, but you'd think that Isaac would have known better. Uh, but of course, uh, we can say that about ourselves many times too. But let's go to the beginning of the chapter, chapter 26. There's a famine in the land. That's not uncommon. We read about that in, in Abraham's life back in chapter 12 of um, uh, of Genesis, that there was a famine in the land too. Now the land is starting to show the fact that sin has affected creation. Remember how we read in, in Genesis 1 and 2, God created this world in perfect harmony. There was seed time, there was harvest, every fruit uh, gave seed so they could plant more and more. The effect of sin also affected creation too. We see it every single day around us in creation uh, there. And, and here it is for uh, for Isaac. And yet, Jesus is the bread of life. God knows how to take care of us. Jesus is is uh, uh, the water of life too. He know, knows how to provide both. We're going to read about both of those in this chapter too. And in, in uh, as well. Then in verse 2, it says, And the Lord appeared to Isaac. So God continues to appear. He's a God who shows up and who appears. He tells him, warns him, don't go down to Egypt for this. You need to stay in the land that you're in. Why? Because this is the land that I promised you. Don't let a famine stop you or think that I'm not going to be there for you. Trust me. And then he reiterates again with this promise that he made to his father, to Abraham. God is going to continue. Now Abraham is, is gone to heaven. Isaac's next in line 
9, he says the same thing to Isaac in verse 4. And in your offspring, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Talking about Jesus and what he's going to do and how through his line um, we're going to get the, uh, the Savior. Um, it's interesting in the account of where Isaac does the same thing his father did uh, with Abimelech. And uh, Abimelech looks out his window and he sees Isaac laughing with Rebekah. Probably some form of saying there, there maybe some foreplay uh, that's going on here. But isn't it interesting? Isaac's name means laughter, and uh, and the king sees that that Isaac is enjoying that laughter too of his wife, as he ought to. Um, but kind of a play on words there, definitely with his with his name. Um, then it says, verse 12, now, uh, if you remember, Abraham's a sojourner, Abraham's a wanderer, he's a nomad, he's always on the move, God's bringing him to the, to the promised land. Now, verse 12, it says, Isaac is there. How can you tell it? Because now he's sowing in the land and he's reaping in the land. This is where he belongs. And, uh, and God has brought him there. Um, and, uh, but it's in there, but he's living in the real world too. And he's got sin around him and he's got, uh, enemies around him and challenges in verse 16. Uh, Abimelech comes to Isaac and he says, go away from us for you're much mightier than us. It isn't paradise here. Um, I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home, uh, kind of thing. Um, and there's, there's tension there on the wells that are dug and, and some are filled in. And so animosity that goes on there. And yet the Lord still shows up. It says, um, uh, in verse 23, uh, that he went from that Isaac went from there to Beersheba. Beersheba means um, the name means uh, a well of oath, or um, and which is interesting because a well is about water. Um, it reminds him and everybody after that that God's going to take care of them. The Lord appears there. Verse 24 says, um, again, I said Jesus is the water of life too. So kind of a play on that there. And, and he assures him, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Fear not, for I am with you and will bless you and multiply your offspring, your offspring for my, save, my servant Abraham's sake. He made a promise to Abraham. He's going to keep it. So what's Isaac do? What you and I should do too, and that is to worship God. So he builds an altar there, and he calls upon the name the name of the Lord, as we ought to do. And then he pitched his tent uh, there knowing that that's where God wants him and that's where God's going to be with him. A little more animosity and, uh, and tension there with, with the nations around them. You and I have that every single day with people around us uh, contending with us in our Christian faith and our walk with the Lord. Uh, but in the end, uh, God's there with him. Unfortunately, though, uh, Esau, one of his sons, now uh, goes outside of the covenant family. He marries a wife from the Hittites. And a second one from the Hittites, too. So he disobeys the Lord in practicing polygamy. He's just kind of going his own direction. This is family tension that's there, too. Real families that Jesus Christ came into uh, that God works with yet. And yet God is still going to get his will done and his work done uh, despite us. So God bless you as you uh, start the week in a good way uh, in his word uh, here in Genesis 26. And keep in that word.